In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. Hope your day is going beautiful. Hope the sun is shining, the birds are singing. Hope the wind is at your back. Hope you got someone to love, something to do, and something to look forward to. Let's talk about the world in which we find ourselves today. What an amazing time to be alive. You know, recently I spoke with a friend of mine, Benjamin C. George, who's a bit of a philosopher. And we were talking about all the chaos that seems to be happening in the world around us. And I had mentioned to him, I think, and this is just my opinion, however, I believe that we're going to look back on the last maybe 25, 30, or even 100 years and not see them as an industrial revolution, but see them as the time in which we were almost slaves. I know it sounds crazy. I know a lot of people are thinking about, well, perhaps it was a great time, George. Perhaps we were the United States, the powers of the West were liberated and they had all this freedom. I don't think so. I think that we're moving into a future where we're going to begin to see real freedom. And I know it's a bit of a contrarian view with the war in the Ukraine, the financial crisis, but it seems to me at least the last hundred years have been us as a species almost, us as a class of serfs. The majority of people, even in today's world, still live as slaves. I know that seems crazy to some people when you look at the slavery of the Romans or the serfs in the medieval world or a lot of the slaves in the southern plantations. It's not as if conditions are as bad as that. However, to say that we are not ruled by a small group of people at the very top who care very little for the people below them is at best naive. 
I want to talk a little bit about how we interpret the world so that I can back up those points that I just made. I want you to think of the world all around you, your job, the marketplace, online, all the things that you as an individual wake up and you do. I want you to think of that as like a giant spectacle. Just think of it as like a giant show, okay? And, and what is it that's really happening when you wake up and you engage in this thing called life? Right? Whether it's work or school, you get the, you get the, you get the idea. What it does when you wake up, all of society, as part of a society, it's an instrument of unification, right? I'm not saying that everybody's equal, and I'm not saying that we're all the same, but on some level, society, when you wake up and you go to work and you see your coworkers, we're all doing the same thing. At least most of us are. Because if you're listening to this, the chances of you being in the top 0.01% is probably pretty slim. So if you get up, you go to work, you go to school, you are engaging, you are becoming part of this instrument of unification. Okay, so I want, I'm going to say something here. It may sound a little bit um, odd, but just stick with me and I'll do my best to explain it. So we've talked about this instrument of unification, getting up and participating in this thing that we do. We're all unified in this thing on some level. But what the trick is, what is fucking us up, at least in my opinion, is that even though all of us get up and we want the same things, we want to have peace, we want our kids to go to a better school, we want to have a few decent meals, we want to have a roof over our head, we want to be able to go to the doctor and not have to literally be charged an arm and a leg. We all want the same things. And if you don't believe me, just think about the redneck who lives in a trailer and the hippie who's up hugging a tree. Both of them want to have the government leave them the fuck alone. They don't want people coming in and busting their balls for things that don't matter. Okay, so they're at least unified on that level. Both of them wake up. Both of them put their pants on with one leg. All of us, whether black, white, red, yellow, purple, we share more in common than we do apart. But it is a sort of separation that is being pushed on all of us so that we can't actually move as an instrument in unification. Does that kind of make sense? Think about if we were truly unified in wanting all of our kids to have a better education. Just think about it. I don't care what color you are. What is the common ground that every person wants, whether man, woman, gay, straight? We are united with so much more than that which separates us. But there's this spectacle, this collection of images, this, this sort of retarded relationship that happens and it comes not by a mistake it comes in the form of images it comes in the form of propaganda it's fed to us through social media it's fed to us through television it's fed to us through magazines it's fed it's this never ending giant stream of 
bullshit that's just sprayed out on everybody. And pretty soon, everything begins to stink. Right? And once you get covered in this giant fire hose of bullshit that's just sprayed on you at all times, you know, it's it becomes almost actual. Once you've been hosed down with the propaganda, once you've been hosed down, once you've been beaten with that hose, pretty soon the idea of scarcity, the idea that someone has more than you, the idea that you are not enough, after you've been told that for years, you've gone through schools, you've been trained a certain way, you look at people in positions of authority as if they're smarter than you, which is total bullshit. After you've been through years of that sort of psychological training, you know what? You begin to believe it. And that creative spark inside you begins to die. And when that happens, you see the world through the eyes of someone who no longer has the desire to dream. That is a world vision that has become objectified. It changes you from the subject of the story, from the hero of the story, to an object in someone else's story. You know what I mean by that? Think about like Luke Skywalker. He's the hero. He builds his own lightsaber. He goes to Dagobah and meets Yoda and he takes down the evil empire. He's one guy. Yeah, he has a team. He finds like-minded people, but he becomes the hero of his own story. You, listening to this, you're, you're Luke Skywalker, you're Princess Leia. But too many of us have become C-3PO, R2-D2. Right, just making little beeps, little clasps, little, little bops and doodops, and just making noise and becoming part of an assembly line to continue to make money for the very people on the very top. And it's this objectification. It is this split. You know, once you've been hammered enough, it's almost like your, your, your reality splits and you stop participating in the dream, in the beauty, in the potential of you becoming the very best person you can be. And you start giving your life force, your ideas, you start giving all of you to the production of widgets for somebody else. I want you to think about that for a minute. And that, that splitting of your soul, that splitting of your dreams, that splitting of yourself to no longer give to yourself and those you love, but to give to a system that doesn't give a fuck about you. That is where the separation sets in and once you've done that once you have separated yourself from your own reality and become the cog in the wheel that's the division and that is where the seed of self-hatred is planted your very lived reality the one that makes you grow the one that you love the the feeling of wellness that blows up inside of you and warms your heart. You know that feeling when you see something you love? Well, that lived reality, 
is invaded and taken over by the contemplation of what can be. Instead of going out and riding your bucket like it's a Benz, instead of jumping in your hoopty but still feeling great about yourself and feeling the wind on your face, instead, you sit in your room and you fantasize about having a Lamborghini. You curl up in the kitchen eating a brownie, thinking to yourself, man, I'll never get the things I want because I don't have the things I want right now. And it becomes like this self-fulfilling prophecy. When the truth is, you have everything that you could ever need right now. Maybe not all of us, but if you have your health and your freedom and a roof over your head and food in your fridge, people that love you, you got everything, man. You got everything. But it's this wanton desire for more. It's this need for greed that keeps us bound to the very bottom. It keeps us chained. It keeps us from reaching our dreams before we even start. All right, let me try to paint you a picture of what this industrial society that we live in is actually doing. And I'm going to use the case of my country, the United States of America. The United States of America, it's fantastic in nature. It's a beautiful idea. But let's look at what the fuck is happening around the world. Let me ask you this. If you live in in the USA or if you live in your own country, ask yourself this question. What is the goal of your country? What is the goal of your state? What is the shared sacrifice that everyone's doing? Everyone is working really fucking hard and they're paying a lot of money in taxes for what? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Let me help you out. The goal of your country, the goal of your state is nothing. There's no goal. We're not moving towards anything. All we're doing is continually building the Tower of Babel. Why? Why are we doing it? The society that we live in, the society of modern industry, is spectacular. It's spectacular only in that it builds itself up, destroys itself, and rebuilds it. Right? The economy, the economy of the world, the economy of your state, of your country, of the planet, it aims at nothing other than itself. It exists only to exist. There's no point in it. And that is why everyone is so empty. That is why we continue to go round and round and have a constant war footing. Because we're really not doing anything. We're existing just to exist. There's no shared goals. There's no shared sacrifice. Think about social media, Hollywood, movies, influencers. Like 
just just take a moment to think in entertainment. Just take a moment to think about what you do with your money. A lot of people are buying shiny objects for no other reason than to say, hey, look at this shiny object I have. But in today's world, people are not even buying tangible objects. In today's world, people aren't even buying the Lamborghini or a giant diamond or a house on the hill. Instead, they're buying objects in a digital world. They don't exist. You're buying an NFT. You're buying a mega mansion in Roblox. You're buying a suit of armor for your virtual character that you can use as an avatar to impress somebody in fake landia. And that rabbit hole, the idea of buying a digital object for a digital avatar explains the not only obtuse nature, but I think it shines light on the incredible ridiculousness that is the world we live in. You want to go out in the world and work really hard so that you can buy something impressive that doesn't exist in reality. Like that is what the social engineers, the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Jeff Bezos, the people who want you to live in virtual reality, they want you to go out and do actual physical labor and then for free. Do you understand that? Like they want you to produce physical labor and then pay you with a digital dollar that doesn't exist at all. At least a fiat currency has a fucking fake paper dollar. At least it's tangible. Imagine getting paid in credits. Think about it for a minute. Like that's the world in which we live. And on some level, it's it's incredibly fascinating to think that we could be tricked into working our asses off and getting a credit that doesn't exist. We're getting paid in peanuts. Now flip it on its head. What if you weren't someone that worked for a living? What if you owned an empire and you could pay your employees in fake money? Wouldn't that be beautiful? Not only would you pay them in fake money, but you could give them, you could know where they are at all times. It's a lot to think about, and I think about it all the time. If you're listening to this, I know that some of it may not be easily digestible, but play it back and listen to it again. Think about the world in which you participate as a spectacle. Think about that which you do, like getting up and going outside your house. The moment you do that, you're walking into some sort of other reality. When you get up and you leave your house, you're going to watch a concert. 
when you get up and walk out that door, you are beginning to participate in a show, in a new reality, in a false reality. When you get up and walk outside your door every day, whether it's by yourself or with your family, think about that which you're walking into as a different reality. Think about as soon as you open that door and walk out, you are becoming a participant in a show. All the world is a stage and the people in it merely performers. Try it. Just think about it. Think about the world you live in different. As soon as you wake up, as soon as you walk out the door, you are going to participate in a show. I know. I know it's a lot to think about. And I know it sounds weird. But the more you mow it over and the more you think about it, the more it will begin to make sense. And once you do that, once you begin to see the world that way, I think that you can begin to change your position in life and in reality. And you can begin to take control over it. Think of your life as being in a book. And your goal is to get the attention of the author. Okay, so start doing some random things. You know, start start making some weird noises, pat yourself on the head, but start taking control of your character and the world will change around you. Slow at first and then all at once. That's what we got for today, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's a bit out there, but promise me, just start seeing the world differently. Start seeing this spectacle that is your life and once you do it, once you understand the separation, you can begin to integrate yourself into this new world and play a bigger role in it. And you can thank me later. I love you. Aloha.
Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.